HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to Heritage Radio Network's coverage of Slow Food Nations here in Denver, Colorado. We are very excited to get back to our second day of interviews. And um, first, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for making this coverage possible. Uh, Hearst Ranch Beef, the Julia Child Foundation, and our friend Julie Schaefer, who will be coming up soon at 12 o'clock. But first, I'm very excited to speak with Andrea Spaked, who is um, joining us from the National Resources Defense Council. Um, And we're really excited to talk about some of the new projects that NRDC is doing and new and exciting things that are happening here in Denver. So, Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to. Excellent. So, um, I want to sort of hear about what um, NRDC, if you could summarize what the work you're doing surrounding food, um, because I think it's super interesting in case our listeners are not familiar. Sure. So, for those of you who don't know, the Natural Resources Defense Council is an environmental policy organization that's working to protect the environment on a wide variety of issues, whether that's protecting the water that we all drink, uh, clean air, and the natural resources that support life on this planet. And we're working to maintain that longevity for generations to come. And we came to food waste as a real issue because of all of the embedded resources that go into producing our food. Even when food is created in the most sustainable way, it uses up a lot of cropland, a lot of water resources, a huge amount of energy that goes into really planting food, moving food from the farm to a processing plant, to a grocery store, to a kitchen. And then we use a lot of energy and keeping food cool or keeping food at the right temperature. And if this food doesn't go to someone's mouth, all of those embedded resources have been wasted. And we find that up to 40% of the food in the United States is not being eaten. And that's a huge waste of energy and love that really goes into food. So NRDC came to Food Waste as one of the places where there's a lot of movement on this issue and it brings together a lot of people from a wide variety of spaces. And so we're really excited to be partnering here at Slow Food Nation with some partners who are focused on really farmer welfare and making sure that farmers get the most um, treat the best treatment they possibly can so that they can continue to do their work in the way that they have been for many generations. We've been focusing on a lot of restaurants and getting chefs Mm -hmm. to talk about how they have the skills to make sure that food doesn't go to waste. They have a tremendous uh, 
source of knowledge on making sure that their financial resources are being utilized the best way. But a lot of us as consumers don't have that knowledge, and mm -hmm. we're really trying to make a shift in getting consumers to start paying attention to the food that's going to waste in our own home. Absolutely. I think, I think that seems to be one of the, the biggest barriers to reducing waste is people just don't really have, you know, might not have access to composting facilities or, um, you know, might not know exactly what to do with food they're not using. So um, you mentioned an, a new uh, project that NRDC is working on um, that's savethefood.com. So that sounds like it's going to be a really useful resource for the public. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that and, and kind of what people can find there. Sure. So we've partnered with the Ad Council, which is the nonprofit arm of the advertising agency. Um, they've done things like Smokey the Bear and uh, <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> uh, Friends Don't Let Friends Drive Drunk. So these are phenomenal advertising campaigns that have really brought our attention to the issues that are driving public safety or driving mm -hmm. um, financial resources or some of the social issues of our day. And we've been really excited to partner with them on food waste, which we, agree, we think is one of the social issues of our modern times. And so we've created a public-facing campaign called SaveTheFood.com, where consumers can go and look for ways that you can store every uh, kind of food that you bring into your kitchen. So whether that's um, knowing that your basil is going to last all week if you put it into a jar of water and then mm -hmm. put a little plastic bag over it to create a small greenhouse uh, in your refrigerator to keep your basil longer, then you'll be able to enjoy that basil later on in the week. Um, there's also recipes on there for taking those food scraps that you might have, that if you only used a half of an onion, uh, you can then go to savethefood.com and find ways to use other recipes that might engage that rest of that onion so that you're really cutting down on the food that's going to waste in your own home. There's a bunch of education materials on there around how to decipher date labels that's printed on food. There's some on how to create the best shopping list so that you're really only buying the food that you know you're going to be able to eat the rest of the week. Excellent. And I'm curious on um, a policy level kind of what you're seeing happen in terms of food waste. It seems like, you know, on like citywide levels, um, people are, are trying to change laws and increase resources for restaurants and, and just even large food service uh, businesses in general. So I'm curious like what you're seeing and, and, and where, where you hope to see uh, things change on the policy level. Yeah, so as a policy organization, yes. uh, we're really excited to see that food waste is a nonpartisan issue. We mm -hmm. have a lot of support from both Democrats and Republicans on the issue. It's something that reaches all of us in our own homes, and so it's really easy to connect to. You don't have to have a, a partisan platform on food waste. Everybody agrees it's something we should be addressing. It's the one thing we can all agree on. <laughs> exactly, and that's great, but we now need to see some action. Right. So in the U.S., we have a goal to reduce the amount of food that goes to waste by 50% by 2020. 30, wow. but we really need to start making action on that. That's not that far away, and if 40% of our food is going to waste, we've got a huge amount of food we have to be addressing here. Um, so really what we've been seeing the most action on is um, not necessarily on federal policy, though there is some movement there, but we've really seen a much bigger uh, push on state policies, or really in cities, which is one of the places that NRDC is really excited to get started on, that we have seen this local drive where you can really get a lot of actors who know each other very well and have these connections to really make a difference. So we are starting a project called Food Matters, 
um, where we're going to do a deep dive in a couple of cities to really look at if you took an entire city to just uh, make some policies and programs that are enabling people to all get on board and make it easier for people to start saving food, what could we uh, achieve? So Denver is one of the places we're really excited to be working on. I'm excited to see so many of our partners here at Slow Food Nation um, and excited to see what we're going to end up with in the next couple years as we really take a focus on food waste here. That's really exciting and I think it's great to have cities like Denver where it's a huge growing city there's tourism there's you know lots of people are moving here so I think it'll be hopefully a good example for cities across the country and I'm curious since the the project is starting out here in in Denver um, and I'm sure it's going to be a a long involved process but I'm curious what are the what are the, the important first steps that you're taking to make Denver you know a more sustainable city so the US EPA has a hierarchy of how to address food waste that's um, the per- most preferred method is to make sure that you prevent any food from going to waste in the first place. So that's mm-hmm. buying only what you need and using what you have before going out to get any more. The second one is around rescuing food that exists out there that could be going to feed people that's perfectly safe but maybe isn't needed so much in one place and could be distributed to another place. The next level is really building out infrastructure to um, manage food scraps or food that's no longer safe for human consumption and really bringing that to uh, compost collection or feeding animals. So we're, we're doing a number of things on all of these um, layers. We're looking at how we can talk to people in Denver and make sure that all of you are on board with preventing food waste in your own home. We're looking at working with restaurants and um, Certifiably Green Denver to make some connections and do a business pilot on what is it that businesses should be doing to uh, look at their own operations and we're helping to build out some infrastructure. There's some great partners here in um, Denver who we'd love to be supporting that are working on compost collection, including here at Slow Food Nation. Yeah, they've been doing a really good job at that. It's it's nice to see. Um, And, you know, this weekend has been so interesting and inspiring listening to all these experts in their field speak so I'm, I'm kind of curious what your highlights of Slow Food Nations have been what conversations or speakers you've found especially exciting or innovative I'd love to hear your, your, your best of sure <laughs> And we've had some great conversations the last couple of days, and there's going to be another one this afternoon that I'm really excited to see. But really the part um, that Slow Food Nations has been enabling that I haven't gotten to see other places is making these connections between chefs who are really at the front line, and they're really great spokespeople for Mm -hmm. what we really should be doing to value our food, to make sure that we're not just kind of getting trapped in this... um, idea that fast food is easy and efficient and um, forgetting that we really get a lot of nourishment and pleasure out of our food. So seeing those chefs who are spotlighting, really valuing food, making the connection between labor and making connections across other issues where um, hunger is not going to be solved by addressing food waste. We have a lot of other things we need to be doing to get to an equitable society and um, food waste can serve some short um, term needs and making sure that people have the right amount of food on their plate, that we're redistributing good, wholesome food to people in need, but it's not the only solution. So making those connections across the whole food system has been really great here. Excellent. Um, Well, I mean, I think that kind of covers everything. Um, I really appreciate you sitting down with us, Andrea Spaked from NRDC, and um, I definitely want to check out savethefood.com because I think that's a really useful tool and that's been, you know, what I've been looking for here at Slow Food is like concrete things that people can use to 
take steps to make their own personal choices more sustainable. So thank you for that. And um, special thanks again to our sponsors for making Heritage Radio Network's live coverage of Slow Food Nations possible. We want to thank our friends at Hearst Ranch, the Julia Child Foundation, and the lovely Julie Schaefer, who will be coming up next with an interview. So don't go away. We will be back shortly. <laughs> 